Are you a pant girl? Because I'm a pant girl. I love me a good flare leg. That's why you have to shop 620. It's a luxury sportswear brand for women who value style and comfort equally. I love the flare with flare. It's my favorite. And I also love the no halo pant. You should also check out her jackets. The past, the mustard, and the country glamour jacket are amazing. Make sure you use code black and fashion when you shop 620 style. Can't wait to see you ladies walking down the street with your flare pants. Welcome to episode 59 of the Black in Fashion podcast. Today, I am joined with Jasmine C. Green. She is a model consultant, a diversity advocate, and a beauty influencer. Um, She is destined to shake up the fashion industry. With over 13 years in the model and fashion industry, Jasmine has seen all the good and the bad, finding herself in many bad situations and excluded from opportunities because of beauty standards. Jasmine decided she would bridge the gap between models of all shapes and sizes and mainstream brands. Well, yes to that, Jasmine. <laughs> yes. yes to the quote-unquote beauty standards. Okay. <laughs> I'm here for it. So let's just start with just like a slight little icebreaker. I like to do this thing called this or that. And you just tell me what you prefer over the other. Okay. Okay. All right. Mules or wedges? (sighs) Mules. I know. Uh, uh, A mean wide leg or a sleek skinny leg? Oh, girl, I'm all down for a sleek, skinny leg, okay? It, I'm tall, and I'm like, not really, I like to pretend that I'm tall, but <laughs> I'm like five, six. But I like to think that, like, when I put my slim and, like, sleek fitted pants on, you know, mm. when you get a good angle, you can get that long leg look, right? Absolutely. And I don't want to hide my ankles, because I like my ankles. <laughs> Love that. Are you a one-shoulder girl or um, a Bardot girl? I'm a one shoulder. I like to just give a little hint of skin in like every outfit because it just leaves so much mystery. I love it. Motorcycle jackets or blazers? Blazers all day. I'm very pink. Love it. Love it. Okay, cool. This is great. Okay, so why don't you just start out by just giving us a little bit about your background, um, um, where you're from, and, you know, what led you to a, a career in fashion? Absolutely, absolutely. So um, as we um, actually have this opportunity to be on this podcast, I just want to say thank you first for um, inviting me like that is amazing. Um, I'm super excited about this and I hope people get a lot of info. Um, But just to give you a little background about myself. as we all know, my name's Jasmine. I do go by Jasmine C. Green because I know everybody has a friend named Jasmine. Or five friends named Jasmine. Or five friends <laughs> named Jasmine. And so when I introduce myself, I'm always saying Jasmine C. Green because I know that we're, there were many, many, many um, classroom sessions in high school, middle school, elementary, where I was at least number three of Jasmine's in my class. <laughs> Um, but yes, yeah, so my name is Jasmine C. Green. I started back in the model industry back in 2006. Um, I was with a model agency when I started. Um, I grew up on the America's Next Top Model um, 
trend and everything like that. And I just fell in love with all aspects of it. And my sister was actually at that time pursuing a fashion merchandising degree um, at FIT in New York. So every Christmas she would come home and bring me like something fun, like some Chanel, some Juicy Couture. I know y'all remember Juicy. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had the necklace and the bracelet. Exactly. Um, and just she would just surprise me with like some cute little gifts. And like, I just felt so in love with the idea of fashion and how you can just express yourself in so many ways. And I decided to pursue that career um, in the model industry and try it out at first because I was like, I want to be like Tyra one day. Why can't I? I can be a black business owner helping models in the industry. Why not? So I started with a model agency um, back in 2006, and I had an amazing time. I learned a lot. Um, I got my first gig ever with JCPenney. It was awesome. We got paid $1,500, which at 16 years old, <laughs> that's a lot of money. <laughs> so I enjoyed that so much. While I was there, though. It's, it's 16. That's a million dollars. <laughs> okay. You know how much candy and jewelry and stuff I was buying? <laughs> <laughs> and then so um while I was on that journey I just kind of like honestly I just realized that um in in just being in the space I started to see like a lot of a lot of other people in my class at the time that I was taking different classes and learning different things and in the agency at the time I was seeing that a lot of people were getting a lot of jobs and I'm like, well, why I'm not getting jobs. We were traveling. We were spending money to go to go sees and to go to castings and stuff and things like that. And I'm just realizing like I was not getting picked. And I was just like, when we started the agency, they promised us so much. Okay. Mm -hmm. they we're telling us like, look, girl, we're going to put you on Nickelodeon. We're going to get you an agent. We're going to sign you and all of these great things. Um, and we were really excited by that, my aunt and I. And as we started to see how much money we were investing in the company um, versus what we were actually getting out, we were like, you yeah, know, this is like a no-go. And everybody had that, that you know, Black parents and Black aunts, right? <laughs> they like, mm -hmm. we put all this money in here and you're not, you're not making anything back right now. And so um, I talked to my aunt and she was like, well, do you want to continue this? And I was like, you know what? No, I think I want to try it on my own. So to kind of summarize that all up, um, in the next 10 years after that time, I pursued my modeling career like I eat, breathe, and sleep it. Um, and I literally just started doing freelance work, um, working with photographers, working with makeup artists, pretty much anything that I can fit myself into, um, just so that I can literally encompass myself and learn more about the industry. And while I was doing that, I was able to book myself over 50 plus job opportunities. I was able to also work behind the scenes in New York Fashion Week. Um, I've produced over 15 fashion shows um, during that time and within the last like 10 to 15 years um, that reached large audiences as well as smaller ones for other boutique emerging designers as well. Um, and it was just an amazing experience. However, I will say this, a couple of things. While I was on that journey of freelancing, I did experience sexual harassment. Um, mm. I did oh, realize... Wow that mental health awareness was real in the industry, um, especially when you're getting told no, 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 no. Over it breaks down your confidence, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it breaks it down and you don't, especially depending on where you come from in a cultural background, that can wear on you heavy and always make you feel like you're not enough. 
So um, just understanding that the mental health awareness was huge. Um, I vowed to myself, like, I would never, ever, you know, um, allow myself to pursue that anyway or allow any other models to have that experience. Um, I also really noticed that I wasn't getting chosen because I was a short, considering in the industry of beauty standards, I was a short, young Black woman um, who didn't have long, curly, wavy hair. Um, her skin wasn't fair. Um, and, you know, I wasn't elite at least 511 and I started to see my other counterparts get more jobs than me whether they were light skin or European descent or more of the token side of just being a dark African model um, and I just was like wow this is crazy and I saw it over and over and over again um, and so after that, I just was like, you know what, I can't take this. You know what, who is the person that said that this has to be this way? And I'm always, um, always after di diversity and inclusion, but I'm also an advocate. Like, I, if it's something I don't like, I speak up about it. That's just who I am. Um, and so what I decided to do is I decided to launch Mars Management and Consulting Enterprise. Um, we are, as you mentioned earlier, a management and consulting agency where we manage models careers and we consult them on the decisions and how to make sure their mental health their um, any experiences with sexual harassment or any eating disorders that they might experience are put first on the forefront. Um, and that kind of just um, is where we're at. And it, it, it honestly took off bigger than me. Um, I like to always bring back the, to the fact that I wouldn't be where I am without God. And it's very huge for me to see the company grow. We actually celebrated our fifth year this year. Um, Amazing, congrats. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, which is amazing. I mean, honestly, as we can talk probably a little bit later too, you know, when you're first going after something, your hope is to really help people. And that was like my ultimate goal in the beginning. And so we vowed in our company to um, really educate, provide mental health awareness um, resources, um, empower our women, as well as eradicate the industry and break ceilings, um, especially in the diversity and inclusiveness of having a seat at the table. You know, see, we got to we got to create our own opportunities, and I learned that very, very young, and I did that in high school too. I actually, funny thing is, when I was at, I went to, I wouldn't say it's, I went to a college that I felt, you know, didn't really have a lot of like things for Black people. Mm -hmm. Um, so I end up creating an organization called Fashion Elite Modeling Organization. Mm -hmm. um, and we, you know, we're an all-Black e-board. We put on a, you know, a really, really dope fashion show, showcase on most of, like, the Black designers in college. And um, I felt like that, you know, if I hadn't done that, like, we wouldn't have had as much diversity. And, like, we actually, you know, made an organization on campus that didn't exist and created it for ourselves. And I'm just like, from there, I've always been in the space of like, you got to make your own way. You got to create your own opportunities. Would you say that like you, would you, I guess, suggest that when models are first starting out that they do what you do as far as do, sorry, tongue tied. Actually, mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> you did actually do what you did as far as like just doing it yourself and not getting caught up in like an agency that gives you a whole bunch of promises and doesn't fulfill them? Um, I would actually, and I can relate on the point um, that you mentioned too. I went to a predominantly white college as well. Um, mm -hmm. And I was president of our modeling organization. I was the second president ever of our modeling organization for about three years. And I've seen so much um, uh, just pieces that just 
it just shapes your your mental differently when you know that there are no limits and people set limits on you. Um, and it just brings the community better and closer um, together to build something that people haven't seen before. So I can relate to that on a a totally different level um, with a lot of people as you can, um, just seeing how we can break the barriers starting in college. Um, but to answer your question, um, to be completely honest, I would never send um, or recommend anyone getting into the industry if they have no idea about it. Um, and what I would truly recommend is instead of going straight to a large, huge agency, um, I would truly recommend that they either get a model coach um, or they work with a mother agency that actually helps you and teaches you um, about the industry because it's dangerous. And I, when I say dangerous, I don't mean that it's completely unsafe. But as a child, um, the average number for a 13-year-old getting into the industry um, is about 28% that don't even know what they're doing. Um, and that's a large number when you really think about the base of the industry. Um, and so when you think of that aspect, I truly, I truly, truly believe that in order to pursue anything like school or um, college or even a job in everyday life, you have to have some type of small experience that can help shape you and lead you and guide you into whatever that career is that you desire. Um, and I do believe that, um, when you're thinking about as a model, you know, why do you even want to join the agency? Because I see a lot of that running my own agency is sometimes models just want to join it because they think that they're going to be on the next cover of Vogue. That is unrealistic and that's not real. Um, the idea of being on the next cover of Vogue is possible. However, there is credibility. There is experiences that you have to have um, to be able to get yourself in that position. There are looks. I mean, while we break standards in our industry every day with Mars, there are still regular everyday standards that are required to um, fulfill things. I get inquiries all the time about, I need a fair skin model who has this texture of hair, who is this size and things like that. While our desire is to make sure we have a variety of options for our clients, um, it is important that you do pay attention to what the industry is moving towards and just make sure you're, you're not altering your vision of where you desire to be, but to make sure you research and understand all the different types of categories of modeling. Editorial modeling, and I can repeat this a hundred times, is not the only type of modeling that actually pays you. Okay. That's the one that everyone is just drawn to for some reason. It is. It yeah. is. Lenise, I see it all the time. I see it all the time. And it's nothing bad. I don't think it's a, a bad desire, but it's more of a limelight thing, though. It's like mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's a limelight thing for sure. Um, I prefer the underdogs, in my, in my opinion. Like, mm -hmm. I prefer to, you know, work with and Someone who hasn't, who doesn't have like a resume full of shit on yeah. it. Yeah. I actually like when I pick models as a designer, I don't look for a resume of what's on there. I'm looking for the person. I'm looking for the personality because that has yes. to shine through through the clothing. You know, yeah. so you have to. I want to be able to look at you and be like, you're not only the model, but you are my target consumer. That's the woman like you is the woman that's gonna wear these clothes. You know, and yeah. that's not necessarily a woman that is. 5'11", like, that's a woman that is similar to my, um, like, to me. Like, I'm 5'4". <laughs> right. You know, but I think it's interesting that, of course, that's that's what the aspiration is, but that's also somewhat of the aspiration when it comes to designers. It's, like, feeling like they have to be in a certain place or in a certain publication. I'm just like, you know, you could be successful without that stuff. Mm -hmm. You don't have to design, you don't have to lead yourself in that area. Like, I want to be, like, a, 
a Versace or I want to be like a, I ain't never said that. I want to be Collier Bateen. That's what my brand is. I don't want to be like any other designer. Exactly. I don't care none of that. Like I want to be what my brand is. I don't want to be like anyone else's brand. Exactly. And that's one thing that we really teach our models too is own your own brand. There is a reason why God created you. And it's so important to know that your look, when it is your time, your time will come. It is not a race. There is like Tyra and, you know, Naomi back in the day, like those times were, there were rare times to see black models in anything, period. But you have other people like Beth Ann Hardison, you have a whole list of people that were paving the way, right? And so when you mm -hmm. think about it, the industry has completely shifted. There's more opportunities. There are more um, availability uh, for different casting directors that they can literally find you on social media. You do not have to build a brand like anyone else. You don't have to desire to be like anyone else but yourself. And when that casting comes, I promise, and I say this all the time, when that when that opportunity comes and you get the opportunity that you desire that fits with your brand, that fits with what you desire for your life um, and where you want to go, it's just going to go up from there. It just gets better Absolutely. and better and better and better. There's no reason to try to say like, okay, let me go get what IMG and then you're number 633 out of their models. That's a very large number, but I'm just saying like, you want to be somewhere where you are valued. You want to be somewhere where you are seen. Um, and it, and that's the one thing we hold true um, to Mars as well, is I want to make sure it's exclusive. Like, I want to know every model that comes through, comes through our agency. And I want to know what their desires are so that we can align them with their objectives. I love that. I love that focus. And that's what you're doing to, like, really bring these girls to a place of making them even, like, building their confidence and inspiring them and also motivating them. What would you say is like the biggest struggle like right now facing the fashion the fashion industry? Um the biggest struggle. Well, I mean, I know we all are struggling because of the pandemic. True <laughs> um, <laughs> <So> indeed. <laughs> yeah, I know we are all uh taking a different shift um because of the pandemic um right now. I think the biggest struggle, and I think any designer, any you know, fashion guru would say this is that everything's such about fast fashion, um, where everybody just kind of wants this microwave um, career or society. I think that that is the only thing that I see a struggle is because people no longer have patience. They no longer want, they, they compare themselves and they need validation um, from social media and other people in order to pursue their dreams. I think that's a mental health concern for me um, mm -hmm. in the industry for people, because I just feel like they, they just put themselves in a bind when you're constantly like, Oh, like this person's getting this opportunity and that person is doing that, but that's not your, <laughs> that may not be your purpose. And that may not be what God is really calling you to do. Um, so I would say when it comes to casting models and it comes to really pushing our um, company forward, I think that idea of fast fashion is um, it can become a, a, a bit of a, I wouldn't say it's a turmoil, but just like a, a wall that we have to continue to climb. Gotcha. Um, so I have a segment called, is it success or is it disaster? Um, I just want you to, you know, tell us a story about, you know, maybe a situation or something that happened in your, in your career where you learned something from the situation. Um, it started off as a disaster, but you learned something from a situation and turned into a success in other ways. Mm, that's a good question. Something else that was a success. Yeah, they started off as a disaster. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
let me see I've done so much I mean I would say um mm, this is a good one so I uh produced uh, plenty of fashion shows loved it loved it loved it um behind the scenes production is like one of my favorite things because I like to see the end product um but it's hard <laughs> um mm -hmm. it's a hard process and um a few years back when we produced um one of our fashion shows um called the watermelon brunch and fashion show um i will say that show was a hit it was amazing we had brunch um we um dedicated all the proceeds um a majority of the proceeds to a nonprofit that i'm on the board with um and mm -hmm. we also um had a lot of speakers a lot of people showed up i think we were expecting about 75 people for the show and about 150 plus kind of showed up um going in and out of the brunch and fashion show which was amazing um but i will start off by saying that during that time when I produced the brunch and fashion show, um, I was very, very, very low on funds. And I kind of went into that um, idea with not a lot of uh, money at all. And I was so scared, Lanise. I was like, I do not know how we are going to make this happen. And the gentleman that, um, you know, um, that helped us put on the event in the location that we had in Baltimore, Maryland, um, he was just so sweet and so kind with the um, event location that he allowed us to pay after the event happened. But that was a blessing. I was so scared because I had contacted all of these influencers, all of these sponsors, hair was set up, makeup was set up, food was ready. Um, everything was ready to go. And I truly feel as though God exceeded my expectations for the purpose in which we were doing. We were really trying to shake up the industry and make sure like the nonprofit even had a table at the event. Um, my event planner, she stuck it out with me, my tears. She stuck That's it out sad. with me and no one would ever know that we were struggling in the, in the production of that event at all. No one would have knew it because the way it turned out was such a success. Like my mom, who was actually my adoptive mom, but my mom, she mentioned to me at the event when she got there, she was like, Jasmine, this is the best event you've ever put on. Timing was good. It was just like everything worked out. I was so shocked. I was just like, that was blessings on blessings, to be honest. That's amazing. It's, it's, and it's great to have that good people with you to see the vision with you that are mm -hmm. there to like stick it out, especially during like the times where you're like, oh shit, I don't know if this is gonna work. Girl, my best friend, my best friend's an event um, designer, and my other best friends, I have best friends, I literally have good friends in almost every area. Thank God for that. Um, but my best friend's an event designer. One of my other uh, best friends is a makeup artist, and my other best friend is um, an event planner. It's just, and they hold me down. Like they made sure everything was perfect. They stood by me with everything. And, you know, I don't think you can ever build anything without a team. I think people go into a lot of situations sometimes just thinking like, oh, I got this. I can do it all by myself. But I always think that it's better to prepare for your worst days than it is for your best days. Because on your best day, you probably can Absolutely. do it by yourself. On your worst day, you're going to need somebody to say, you know what, Jasmine, this is the vision. We're sticking it out for you. And I had an intern at that time. She helped out as well. Um, it was just like, it just worked out. And I was so blessed. And I'm pretty sure everybody around us was blessed as well. That is amazing. Are you a pant girl? 
because I'm a pant girl. I love me a good flare leg. That's why you have to shop 620. It's a luxury sportswear brand for women who value style and comfort equally. I love the flare with flare. It's my favorite. And I also love the no halo pant. You should also check out her jackets. The past, the mustard, and the country glamour jacket are amazing. Make sure you use code black and fashion when you shop 620 style. Can't wait to see you ladies walking down the street with your flare pants. So going into our next like part of the um part of the interview. There's this quote that I hear often or have heard a few times, and I just wanted to know what your thoughts on it was. Mm-hmm. Models walk, they don't talk. As if you should shut up and not say anything or give your opinion in any way. What do you feel about that? Ooh, child. Mm. <laughs> they got the wrong models over here because um... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, I mean, I mean, if you really think back to the history, to be honest, that was how things were built. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that was the system that it was built off. Like you're a mannequin, you show up, um, you put the clothes on, you walk across the runway, you know, you take the photos, things like that. But I think that over time and um, evolution and just evolving as uh, industry, that I, you can't really apply that to people because people are people and people start to speak up. People start to get, um, you know, in a space where they are like, I'm human. You can't talk to me that way. Um, Hello. Without me, you can't have this happen. Because, I mean, essentially, the models are to go there and get a job done. And this is something that I don't take away um, from the industry. At the end of the day, it's just like work. You go to work. You get the job done. You do what you're supposed to do. You get your check. Um, But at the end of the day, when we have a corporate style of working, you have the opportunity to do surveys. You have the opportunity to speak up. If there's problems, you got HR, all of that. The model industry doesn't have that at all. They don't have HR. They don't have, you're technically considered a contract worker. And that's why when it comes to sexual harassment, they can't speak up. That's why when they're going against these big um, conglomerates of businesses, they can't speak up because it's nothing there that gives them the value to feel as though that they're able to speak up. And I know that a lot of people truly believe that they have had great encounters with their agents, right? And their agents might protect them. They might, well, they're supposed to protect them or their agents might, um, you know, consider them as like a human and not... I'm sorry, is that my phone? That was my oh, okay. phone, I'm sorry. No, um, but yeah, like their agents might consider them um, as a, a human and things like that. But it is the model's responsibility if something is uncomfortable to speak up. I know that there are modeling opportunities where there are men in the room, especially for women, um, that are undressing or there's photographers back there um, on show sets and things like that. And I really, truly believe that that needs to change. So when it comes to things like that, you have to speak up because you are not at work, whether you work at a gym, whether you work at where else you change at a swimming pool, y'all not changing together. Y'all are not changing in an atmosphere that makes you uncomfortable. You have your own dressing rooms. You have your own spaces where you can change. And I think that is something small, but that is an area that needs speaking up. And that quote and that idea of that models are not to say anything, I think that is just asking a model to not be human. I think that is dehumanizing the fact that a model is a person um, and they are after the, they are looking to pursue a job that not only could possibly um, 
not only that can possibly um, produce a good outcome for their living situation, but it also brings them joy. Most models, and they love the careers that they do. When they really do it, they love what they're doing. But that love fades away when they're feeling as though they cannot speak. And that's like silencing a voice. And I don't stand for that at all. I feel that. That's right. I'm like, that's right, girl. Power to the people. Okay. <laughs> I feel it. So um, I feel like um, you've accomplished like so much like thus far and all the things that you've been into. Can you break down some of that stuff that you're a part of and, you know, how it's like changed you and shaped you um, like in your business venture? Yeah, absolutely. So to give um, people a background as well, um, because I think we are all healed by our testimonies. Um, I actually lost both my parents before I was 12 years old. Um, so I lived in about wow. um, I lived with my family through that journey. Um, different um, family locations and things like that. Because, I mean, as, as anyone can attest to um, going through a journey as such, um, there are areas of my life where I was so broken. There were areas of my life where I was looking for love in the wrong places. There were areas of my life where I had not fully reached my full potential and my purpose in life. And so when you think about what has shaped me, a lot of that is the root of the journey um, and the life that I, ha I had lived. Um, and a lot of that um, is kind of intertwined into everything that I do. So to give you an idea of some of the things that um, I would say I've done is, of course, I do mentorship. Um, currently, I am on um, a program as an advisor for um, Access Project Accelerator, um, which is hosted by Naomi. Um, and she is the owner of NKC, which is a, co a consulting um, brand and PR company um, in New York. And right now I mentor um, up and coming business owners that are female owned. Um, and so I'm working on that. And my just idea of really um, hoping and shaping women to become the best version of themselves every single day. It stems from the area of my life where I wasn't the best version of myself every single day, if that makes sense. Um, and so I contribute to that. Um, I'm also on the board for a nonprofit called Hearts and Homes located here in Baltimore area. Um, and we focus on helping uh, foster youth and, you know, youth who have been through sex trafficking or, you know, they might have, um, you know, left juvenile detention centers and not have places to go. They might have lost parents. Um, they may live in group homes and things like that. I'm on the board for that as well. Help them with fundraising um, as well as preparing um, for their gala and golf tournaments and things like that. Um, and just also giving um, an input for black and brown people in that community as well. Um, what else? I've also I'm also a leader at my church. I think that's something I can't leave out. Um, I of work, course not. <laughs> I work with um, the social media and marketing department and our online campus um, at our church. And I've met so many great mentors through that. And thank God for um, Destiny Church. If anybody wants to find us. Um, Where are you located? We are located in Columbia, Maryland. We actually have one church in two locations. Um, the other location is in Baltimore at Randallstown High School. It's currently closed right now because we are in a pandemic, but you can enjoy all of our services online. We actually have services on every um, Sunday. We have it at 8.30 a.m., 10.15 a.m., 12 p.m., and 1.45. And I'm telling y'all, I can't stress this enough, 
but I know the stigma and the idea of what people see church as, but as a community and just as the place we are in right now as a whole between the pandemic and the Black Lives Matter movement, a space where community is there and it's an honest community, it's a trustworthy community, um, and it's young people. <laughs> That's the other thing. So if you're looking for someone um, or just people to get connected with, definitely tune in on every Sunday because we're live and you might just get a little comment from me if you'd be like hey I heard this from the black and fashion podcast you know um you can get a little comment from me on the uh live uh virtual room love that love okay come on plug for the church okay <laughs> um, okay I think that's so pretty much what we we're is- doing um, what I, I am know. doing, kind of. I mean, I'm filled with a bunch of other um, things, too. But we also, with Mars, I didn't tell you this earlier, but we also have um, a model to mogul community, um, which is our other company. Um, with Mars, it's the sister company. And we basically connect models with resources, one-on-one consultations with myself. We're going to be releasing some fun stuff on there in the next coming month. So I'm really excited by that. We're building a community and model to mogul. Um, and it's just a safe space, you know, a space where you can connect. A space that I feel like I didn't have when I was pursuing freelancing. And I just thought that it would just be a great, great, great idea to build that community. And it's currently free. So, I mean, subscribe to the newsletter, join the Mars model movement. Um, and it's great. Okay, I love that. I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask this question because I feel like I just gotta know. Okay, talk to me, sis. If you had to identify with a mother, a black mother model, is it Tyra, Iman, Naomi, or Beverly Johnson? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, I like to say two things, right? So <laughs> on my good days. I am giving you Tyra all day. <laughs> on my, and I don't even want to say my bad days because I don't think Naomi is bad at all. I think on mm-hmm. my boss days, I'm giving you Naomi um, because I, I really connect with both of them. I feel as though that Tyra is still mama boss uh, and she's still mother boss. Um, but I feel as though Tyra has that care and that passion and that um, I want to see models win um, idea just from her experiences and all the things that she's experienced in her model career from start to finish. Um, but I also feel like Naomi has those experiences where she had to be the only black woman in the room. You know what I mean? And she had to boss up and she had to put her best foot forward and just show um, just society and everything like that. Like y'all are not going to run over me. <laughs> like this is my space and I'm going to speak up on it. So I like to say that I have both sides. I'm part Tyra, part Naomi as well. I love it. <laughs> I do. Like I would make sure both mothers. Okay. Like I just okay. can't. I, I, I just love, I love them both. And you know, Beverly is also, she's just so sweet. I just love, I love her history. I love her story. Um, but I definitely think I can relate a little bit more to Tyra and Naomi, also because of my generation as well. Gotcha. Makes sense. Um, so as we wrap up, I just want to know, like we've done, I, I feel like there's so much from you. What are your, you know, goals for like the next couple of years? Yeah. Like, what do we expect to see from you? Absolutely. I mean, you might get a little exclusive here, but um <laughs> I like an exclusive now. Okay. Um, so I want to say, um, ultimately one of our biggest goals is to really, um, 
really create more of a community um, of models. And what I mean by more of a community is just more models that we can connect with around the world. Um, I really want to work with uh, models internationally. That's one of my biggest goals. Um, I think for Mars in the next five years, I definitely see us opening up um, just a location. It might be a small office, but a space where we actually have at least 10 employees working every day um, to make sure these models are um, in a consistent place where they are respected, where they are empowered, where they are healthy, um, and where they are well. Um, one of my first locations I want to have actually is going to be in Baltimore, Maryland. The second location I want to have is going to be in Brooklyn. I desire that, and I know that um, with all of the work and just the connections and the growth that we're doing, we are on track to see that happen. And so I'm really excited for what that's really going to look like. I really also want to say that um, I want to work with more black and brown business owners and really supply um, the talent that they need to pursue the desires of their advertisements and marketing campaigns. Um, and I really want our community to be built on working with each other and working to build our community in a better light. Um, in addition to that, I also see Model to Mobile eventually become an application. Um, I want to be able to have the access for models all over the world. They just download an app. It will have resources. You will be able to have access to a mental health coach. Um, you will be able to connect with models around the world um, and even um, just go to events and have fun events as well um, where you can network and grow and things like that. Um, and then I also want to say one little exclusive plug. I want to be able yes. to um, really supply models with one-on-one -on -one, um, strategic consultations for their career and also um, provide them with resources. Um, one of the resources that we have coming out soon, which is the exclusive plug, um, is uh, a private model coaching curriculum. And it's at a very low cost and it's available. It's literally everything that I've learned in the industry wrapped up in one hour. Um, and I'm just like, intrigued and excited to see how this is going to impact models all around, um, especially during this time where we are stuck in the house or we're, um, you know, in the house and have more time available in our hands. I truly want to see models maximize um, this opportunity and I want to see them grow over and over and over again. I think it's nothing wrong with reinventing yourself, unlearning what you know and learning again and maximizing that. Love that. Absolutely love that. So my last segment is called um, It's a Muse. So is there anything out there that you feel like um, anyone needs to read or take a look at, whether it be like a book, a magazine article, an exhibit, anything like that that just, you know, has inspired you and you want to recommend it for anyone else? Yeah, let me see. Oh, my goodness. I have so many books. Girl, I'm reading like five books right now. <laughs> Come on, got to keep the brain working. Okay, now. I'm just saying. Um, I think that, let me see. I think that mm, hmm, anything that I would want somebody to check out. Okay, I'm going to say this because I think that at the end of the day, relationships are the biggest um, aspect to um, anyone's growth, right? Relationship with your friends, relationship with significant others, um, relationships with people you work for or you work with um, and network with and things like that. And 
I really, um, I really desire people to have healthy relationships because when you have healthy relationships, you're able to pursue the things in your life that you really desire, especially when it starts at the core of your own self. Um, and so mm -hmm. I would recommend currently, I am reading Michael Todd, um, who is a pastor at Transformation Church. Um, his um, book actually just came out. It's called Relationship Goals. It says how to win at dating, marriage, and sex, which I know are taboo topics um, when it comes to the church. But I would recommend reading his book. But if you are not a person that's like, oh, I don't feel like reading a book, um, I will say the book is not long at all. But I do recommend you can find the entire series. Um, it was actually uh, put out back in like 2008. I want to say it was a really old series, but you can find it on his YouTube channel. That series literally changed my life and my perspective um, on just simply relationships in general, especially intimate relationships. Um, and I think mm -hmm. that as women and Black women in general, it is important that we get rid of our brokenness, get rid of our bitterness so that we can really pursue the relationship with God that we desire. Um, and I truly just want to see us be great. And what better else way to do that than to really get yourself together inside first? Now, I love that. Love, love, love. We'll make sure I put that and add that to the show notes. Okay. I love it. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much, Jasmine, for joining me. Um, we record a week ahead, so this episode will come out the following week. But I thank you so much. I appreciate you for doing this with me. Um, and can you just throw out all of like your social media handles so people know like where to follow you at? Oh yeah, girl. All right. So if anybody wanna follow me on Instagram, um, or Facebook or Twitter, my handle personally is all the same. It is the original jcg um my initials jasmine c green um the first word is the the second word is original jcg you can follow me on all platforms on twitter instagram facebook and if you really feel in fun you can go to pinterest as well um and you can follow mars enterprise on there to kind of get a little scoop um of uh, some of the mood boards that we create some of the fun content that we uh pin on there as well to follow mars um we have all of our platforms available instagram facebook and twitter um they are mars enterprise on all platforms you can also follow our youtube channel especially if you are a model and you want to see some of the work that we've done some of the behind the scenes that we've done our youtube channel is mars enterprise as well um, but yeah, those are my plugs. Um, and those are the spaces you can follow us and stay connected. Don't be afraid to, um, you know, DM us or connect or comment on our photos and say, hey, I got this from the Black in Fashion um, podcast so we can plug it in. We would love to connect with you. Love it. Thank you so much, Jasmine. I appreciate you once again. And as I always say, stay black. Peace out. All right, girl. I love it. Thank you so much, baby. Black. What she looked at. My skin is black. What she looked at. My skin is black. What she looked at. My skin is black. What she looked at.